and welcome to the Man On Podcast. I am the birthday boy, Dronach. Hi. <laughs> Joining me today is Martin and Craig. Martin, why are you holding your phone up to the speaker? I think he's trying to play something we can't he hear. He is. We can't hear that, mate. Oh, I can't hear. <laughs> That's better. That was closer. What was that? Hang on. Let me try. Let me try that again. Let me put. Let me put it right here. Uh, oh, this did. This didn't go as well as I wanted. <laughs> this is amateur hour. It's not yeah, coming through, mate. It's not working. <laughs> now it is. Wherever you're putting it. Why do you keep saying now it is? As soon as I turn it off. <laughs> as soon as you, I think you're too close. And as you move it away, it starts to play. Oh, does it? You have to just sing it, Martin. Instead, you did some karaoke on Saturday, didn't you? I think you're trying to sing "Happy Birthday" to me, aren't you? I was trying to sing "Happy Birthday" to you, but oh, fuck it. I'll <laughs> do, mate. I'll do. We're here. It's "Happy Birthday." Um, cool. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for trying to play me "Happy Birthday." I did. But I tried. I tried. Yeah, <laughs> you, you certainly did. Um, bit of an earlier time today. Get it done, isn't it? Busy. Um, game week eleven preview. Thoughts and numbers from game week 10 and listeners' questions. But I think, first of all, Craig, you've sorted something for the Arsenal and Chelsea heat maps. Is that correct? Yeah, just so one, one of the things I think we all fall foul of, I certainly fall foul of, is looking at formations on whatever app we use to get our football information. I use Live Score most of the time on the weekend to see the team sheets. And you look at player positions on there, you assume that that's where they're playing. Um, because we're in a four-three-three, four-four-two, whatever formation it is, you just you think, oh, that player's the striker. Hence, he's going to be the furthest one forward. And I, I, I think there's an argument that that's not always completely accurate. So I've picked out two teams here: Arsenal and Chelsea. Arsenal first, just to try and have a look at where players are actually playing in, in terms of an average position, and whether that may influence um, our FPL decisions or Sky, whoever fantasy game we're playing. Um, I think this one helps especially. So Arsenal's on the screen now. There's four game weeks. It's the last, it's four of the last five league games. I haven't included the Man United uh, game, not because they lost it, but because I think there was a few different players in that game. I think Fabio Vieira played and things like that. This is pretty much the same players all the time. Um, certainly in terms of Jesus, um, Saka and Martinelli front three and Odegaard um, around them. Um, and I have been banging the drum I think for a while that obviously not including Haaland but like Martinelli being the most I won't use the word essential but he's the one player that wouldn't be leaving my team um, because his price was too good for the positions it felt like he was playing from like eye test um, and I'm hoping this here sort of shows why so obviously the three um, screenshots in red at the moment on, on the screen are Arsenal home games and the yellow one is away so they're obviously facing the other way so you'd have to tip you have to memorise it the other way around but in terms of numbers, you'll see the furthest three players forward for Arsenal most of the time are 11, 9 and 7. So 11 is Martinelli, 9 Jesus, 7 Saka, 8 is Odegaard. Um, and yeah, just, just some feelings about how high certain players are playing and who are actually the best attackers for them. Because I think you can see quite consistently there, Martinelli and Saka are playing further forward than Jesus as an average. So... Does that mean they get in the box? Well, there's obviously other stats we can look at in terms of penalty box touches and things like that to see how and how many shots people are having. So, but just as, as as a rough guide to look at where people are actually playing, that Tottenham game, for example, the second one in, Martinelli's pretty much average position is camped on the edge of the Tottenham box, it feels like, over on that left-hand side. Yeah. This weekend against Liverpool, Saka happened to be the furthest player forward. Um, it may help some people in terms of game week 13. Because if you would have asked me sort of a week ago, which Arsenal players I would have wanted in game week 13, especially if I was on a wild card in game week 13. I know I'm not, I've already used mine. I, I would have definitely been more in favour of going for Martinelli because I think he was too cheap and Jesus because I think he's feels like the second best striker after Haaland. But if you ask me again now, I think I'd rather have Saka than Jesus looking at this. And that's awkward because of the sheer number of good midfielders there are at the moment that we can get. Did you say Xhaka, yeah? No, Saka, sorry. Saka. Saka. So he's number seven on these maps. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I got, yeah. I got, I got that. So, so yeah. What I was looking at. So I misheard you say Zaka or Saka, because um, I was looking at thirty-four, which is Zaka, obviously. Um, getting up, a, getting a lot higher than normal. I don't think Zaka is thirty-four. Is he? Or is, oh, my, sorry, yes, he is. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I was going to say he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is quite high. Maybe he's an option at that price, but he's only 
just about crossing the halfway line most of the time. Is that good? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's not playing too far off Martinelli and, and Jesus. In, in reality, he's most sometimes, as you look a little bit further forward, they're not guard. So, I mean, not in the first Villa game, but as, it, as, it, as it's progressively got on, he's definitely got more and more forward, um, which I think is quite interesting. He's Especially at his price point. Yeah, I was going to say for his price, he's Zaka's probably the best um, midfield enabler, isn't he? For for his price, definitely. Unless you just really, really can't afford him, and you need to stick with Pereira. I think if you're if you're wild carding, sort of around now, and certainly after the after the World Cup when we get our, our um, limitless, I'd definitely rather have Zaka than Pereira in my team, for example. But um, but yeah, uh, yeah, in, interesting. This. What was I going to say? Oh yeah. Um, I think we got a question later on about, you know, Darwin looks appealing in terms of, you know, he's got the highest uh, expected goal involvement in the league behind Haaland, um, granted on, you know, far less minutes, but does look a danger. But I think there's a question about, you know, you can't really have Darwin and Jesus. Well, if you just have Saka and Martinelli, then you don't need, you know, instead of Jesus, then you can have Darwin as well, potentially. So, touches on um, a question we've got later on as well, I think. Horses for courses. Do you want me to move on the slide? Yeah, just quickly. So I, I, people need, these are from SofaScore on the mobile app, these screenshots, so people need to go and look at other ones for themselves. I think it's quite useful to, we obviously can't compare different players. I don't know, I haven't looked at Haaland's average position, for example, compared to Jesus, compared to Darwin. Um, say, say, especially in terms of midfielders, where the likes of Trossard, Zaha, Foden, Saka, all these people are playing. It may be something for people doing their own time to try and work out who's better. I say it's only one element of looking at which player's the best to own. There's obviously fixtures and how many shots they're having and things like that as to go with that. But it's it's just something I've never really con- considered all that much looking at these heat maps. You, you see some of the ones on that like fantasy football scout where it's actually like a heat map, all different colours, yellow, green, red, and stuff. And I find that maybe a little bit harder to follow. I think this yeah. is quite an easy one to follow, just to roughly where people are standing. And I think even I understood it. So. <laughs> Just a different way of taking information that might be useful in terms of where people are playing. Go on to the Chelsea one, Darren, after. Yeah, cool. But yeah, these are the four Grand Potter games now. Um, again, in order. So the two Champions League games. The first three are probably a little bit easier to use because there was a little bit of rotation for the Wolves game. Obviously, pissed a few people off on Saturday, didn't it? Off the assets people owned didn't play. We've got a question about that as well. <laughs> He's, but, yeah. I think it, I think it's AD Tor, and I'm going to credit him here because I believe he's called it the Potter's Wheel, which I fucking loved. <laughs> Go with that. Yeah, Potter's Wheel is good. But Sorry. again, the, the, these first three Chelsea games, I think it's the position of Sterling that's the most interesting. Number 17. I think there was a feeling he played left wing back um, in the first game with Cucurella in the back three, but he's still the height. If he was playing left wing back, he obviously was very high because against Red Bull Salzburg, he was the furthest player forward, number 17. Against Crystal Palace, he seems to have been moved a bit more central. I think they've... Well, he played striker that day, didn't he? Yeah, they've, they've, well, Aubameyang was playing, but they've, they've, I think they might have played a 4-2-2-2 or something. They, they do seem to be flipping around formations a little bit. And maybe this is the better way to look at it. Whatever formation Chelsea are playing, it looks like he's going to be Sterling, who's the furthest one forward. All three he's played in, number 17, he's been their furthest player forward. Does that make him a good option by itself? Again, no. There's obviously rotation in the Chelsea team, but I've got De Bruyne at the moment. Salah's clearly not doing enough to make me want to get him in. So there's, if I don't get to Salah, what do I do with that money? There's a few options I've got, but Sterling does come into that debate a little bit and he's yeah. playing a long way forward for Chelsea. So maybe he shouldn't be completely written off. No. Um, we, we had this discussion yesterday, didn't we? I think um, I said about selling somebody and you said, who would you get in? I think I said it'd be like Mount Sterling or someone else. And I don't think the Potter's wheel will be in that much effect, really. I think it was just, an, you know, it was Wolves. They're depleted. They were like, well, we can rotate for this game in advance of AC Milan, for instance, because they've got AC this week. So I don't think you can see regular rotation like we saw against Wolves from Chelsea. Just don't think it'll happen. Yeah, maybe. I think you've got a point about the two Champions League games because they, what Chelsea were, Chelsea were in a bit of a, Tricky spot, weren't they? They they only taken one point from their first two games. Like they, yeah, and AC they, Milan. They really need yeah, to, they're not easy. <laughs> you know, they can't really, you know, potentially afford to lose one of these AC Milan games. So 
I think there probably is a bit of that, especially for someone like Rhys James. I'm, I wouldn't, you know, he's going to be first choice, isn't he? I think the forward spots is maybe a little bit more up in the air. But um, but yeah, it's interesting, Sterling furthest forward here. I think for me with Sterling, it's just how many... Like how are, are Chelsea going to create as many chances for him as like Man City did, for example? Because I don't rate him as like an elite finisher. Um, no, I'd agree with that. So, but yeah, it's something to something to keep an eye on for sure. And that, but... if you have a number, just for people that aren't aware of the numbers, Reese James is twenty four, so he's in the opposing half every game that he started. So that's obviously a good sign. Probably about where we saw Xhaka on the last batch of slides. Probably playing at a similar average height of the pitch. Bit wider, but yeah, maybe. So the numbers, yeah, twenty nine Kai Havertz. If you if you look at this in a bit more detail, nineteen is Mason Mount, nine Aubameyang, ten was Pulisic in the last game. And then you have James 24, yeah. Chilwell 21. So, um, not an option for me, Pulisic, ever. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get any more Chelsea directly. So, I've got James. I'm happy enough with that. I say, I think the average position is high, and I think their clean sheets will be good. I'm not seeing enough from Chilwell yet. I don't think to get him. His position's not that different, but he's not nailed enough. Um, Mount's got two assists the weekend. I think he may be picking up a little bit again. I'm, I don't know if he's, I want to go with that. I don't know if he's got enough goal threat compared to a lot of the other midfielders around the same price at the moment is the issue, I think. He's but, certainly he's certainly one I'm looking at as my Diaz replacement. Yeah, so he's not he's not bad. He's like 19. So he's he's, a, he's around the other guard position on average, really. If you have Yeah, he's li- he's literally, yeah, I mean, he's like literally near enough the third highest player each time, really. Uh good good minutes for him as well. So yeah, I think. He might he's he's in with a shout, put it that way. You should be yeah. so lucky to get in my team. But yeah, the, the main takeaway, I only say I only looked at Arsenal and Chelsea, Chelsea because of the new manager in Arsenal, just because they're playing so well. And I wanted to sort of give some more context to our Martinelli feeling. But I think I think Saka and Sterling have gone up in my estimations just purely from this experiment, should we call it, of looking at the players in this manner. I don't think anyone's really gone down, but yeah, say certainly for Arsenal, I think I've had a little bit of a mindset shift with our priorities for them. And I'll definitely keep an eye on them. If Sterling does happen to get a couple of returns in the next couple of weeks, I think with this information as well, that makes him a serious option then. Cool. So let's begin our game week preview. Uh, yeah, tricky one first up. Brentford, Brighton. Um, and the, uh, yeah, the form doesn't really help. So you see in the graphic there, Brentford are averaging 1.75 points at home. Brightford, Brighton are averaging, can't get my words out today. Brighton Bright, Bright, Brightford <laughs> are averaging 1.75 points away. So the home form and the away form are identical, basically. Um, so, uh, so yeah, tricky one. Um, it's quite funny, quite funny at the weekend that um, I've now, now forgotten the Brentford's manager's name. What's his name? Thomas Frank, Frank Thomas Frank. Frank, Frank Thomas, yeah. Thomas Frank said he was going to play. Um, a back three, and then he didn't. Um, so you can't even guess. You can't guess. Even guess what system they're going to play because um, there's there's a lot of talk of you know back four is better for Tony, and then it's like oh maybe they're going to go back to a back three, and then they didn't. Um, so yeah, it's tough to call this one. I mean, Brighton are Brighton are in better form, aren't they? Probably. Yeah. Um, Brentford. Yeah, their defensive numbers. It's difficult to ever really, really strongly fancy them just because you think always think they're going to concede. But um, Really, uh, really sad to hear about Mwepu today as well. Yeah. Had yeah. to hang up his boots. Um, that's, yeah, really, really crap. Um, but he seems in good spirits and he's going to try and stay in football in some capacity, so good luck to him. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of crap. Um, it's not, uh, it's one of these games, isn't it? If you've got players, play them. If you don't, don't invest. Is my is what I'd be like that for them. Uh, I disagree with that, Darren. I, I think Brighton are going to smash them. If I'm being honest. Okay. I well, we were all in the pub Saturday when Brighton Tottenham was on, and we, I can't say we really watched it in any great detail. I'm sure well, I certainly didn't. I don't know if you two really did. No, not really. I was falling asleep. <laughs> but it, it did feel like Brighton had the better of it at the time. I've seen match of the day and stuff since, and it definitely felt like Brighton had the better of it. Um, our Brentford in a bit of a disarray at the minute, not going to throw away goals like they did against Newcastle every week. There was a few clangers at the back in that game, weren't there? So, yeah, 
I don't know if that, we write that up for Brentford as a one-off or are they genuinely having a bit of a, a bit of a damp patch at the moment and could be exploited for it. I, that, I just think Brighton are on it at the moment. Brentford, there's question marks. Trossard feels a bit like he's becoming that talisman figure. I think he was most heavily involved the weekend and obviously the hat-trick in the, the Liverpool yeah. game. He was good. I'm tempted to get him in this week. Um, I'm going to want him for game week 12, I think, when they've got Forrest. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of routes to getting him in and I've got to make a decision if I'm going to do that this week or wait another week before I get him next week. So, Yeah, same for me, I think. That's why, well, we've all put him as top pick for this game, but yeah, yeah maybe that's all with a little bit of next week in mind. I think... There's going to be people out there that are going to captain him next week, I think, um, especially the way Salah's going. So, yeah, he could be he could be one that hurts you in game week 12 if you don't have him. So, yes, it's definitely a consideration. I think, yeah, probably be next week for me rather than this week. But um, it's a shame they got Man City away straight after, but maybe that's not that bad. But um, we'll have to see. You know, Man City have conceded the odd goal here and there, haven't they? But... Yeah, as we know, I'm free hitting in twelve, and he will be in the free hit team on twelve. So, spoiler alert: other you. Brighton players, I would think. Darren. What's that? Alongside two other Brighton players, hundred percent. It'll be three Brighton. Yeah, yeah. Lewis Dunk, Trossard, and yeah, maybe one other person. Maybe Sanchez. Um, maybe I'll double up at the back. Um, cool. Okay. Next is Leicester. What Leicester are you going to get? City and Crystal Palace. Yeah. I think I, f- I fancy I fancy Palace here. I just think they've got you know all the ingredients that Leicester are struggling to deal with at the moment. Um, set pieces, yeah, set pieces. Most centre backs as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically the team. Yeah, and I think, Madison and Barnes maybe. Like even even that four 0 win against Forest, like Forest should have taken the lead. Yeah, they uh, post, didn't they? I think they won four nil with an XG of like point four or point five or something. It was like it was it was a bit it was a it was harsh on Forest definitely, and then they've gone to obviously Bournemouth and and lost this weekend. So I kind of it feels like the Forest game you know might have been more of a blip than than anything else. Um. So yeah, f- fancy uh, fancy Palace in this one. I thought they would they they took a while to get going. Uh, yesterday against Leeds, but once they got once they got Elise and and Zaha sort of more on the ball in wide areas, they look much better. So uh, yeah, maybe uh, impressed, didn't they to start with? Once they sort of worked out that, I think they went a bit more direct as the game went on, and that suited them. I think just for that particular game against Leeds, they just couldn't get out for the first twenty five minutes. I've kind of gone for my usual. I don't really like Crystal Palace. Leicester all win route, but you you guys are probably you guys are probably right. Like I, if I really sort of thought about it, I probably would have accepted that Crystal Palace will win. But yeah, they just bother me, <laughs> as we know. On Madison, I think he's got four yellows. So if he gets booked in this game, you then I think he are hundred percent correct. Yeah, uh, yeah, Madison gets booked this week. He misses the game week twelve, where everybody will want him. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's, it's it's a real trophy because people will have maybe three Arsenal or three City or two of each, or and then Madison get might get booked and he'll be out suspended. So then people are gonna like I thought I was gonna be alone in free hitting in twelve, and if you know with Diaz and Trent both injured, potentially not back, Madison on a yellow or suspended, it, it I might not be the only one free hitting anymore, which is I thought I was gonna have a little advantage there, but hey. He's who I might sell to get Trossard this week. It seems a bit weird selling Madison for a home game, but Martin's already mentioned that 4 0 against Forrest. Well, he scored a deflected long range shot at a free kick. That's not going to happen every week. No, but he did also look he did also look pretty good as well, despite despite that. Um he made everything work quite well, I thought. He's better than he's better than just a deflected <laughs> deflected shot and an assist. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's very good against Forest and absolutely awful against Bournemouth. What, what, what Madison and what Leicester is going to turn up for this? That, that's exactly what I said at the start. Leicester, <laughs> which one's going to turn up? See, you just you just don't know. So you you're probably right if you want Trossard in. Um, thank you, FPL Richie. By the way, he's joined us and said happy birthday to me. So, um, hello, hey Richie, hello mate. Um, um, okay, what was I going to say? Um, one before I move. Yeah, on. yeah, the set pieces as well. I think. Um, 
Yeah, Gahey Gay and particularly Anderson. Anderson. Um, Anderson had a couple of chances against Leeds yesterday, didn't he? I think big lad. They, uh, yeah, he's 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 a, everything. He's a good, he's he's a nightmare for Leicester. Like the way they're dealing with set pieces at the moment, wouldn't surprise me if. Um, Le- uh, Leicester have got that new centre back who looks like bloody David Luiz playing, haven't they? He's dog shit. He plays Paz? like David Luiz as well. Yeah, pa- <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does. Paz, is it Paz? Paz. Paz, yeah, he's I don't even know where he came from, but he's terrible. I think yeah. he's reasonable enough on the ball. He's just very slow. And with Evans next to him, he's also very slow. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good mix, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Next up, we've got Fulham and Bournemouth. I, I'm going to put, put point out something here. I started a series last week, as we know, called the free hit, man on free hit. I looked at the fixtures this week and thought, shit, I'm stuck in for a free hit this week with some of these fixtures. <laughs> it's really difficult to pick a team. But... Um, Here's another one, Fulham Bournemouth. Yeah, so I think, um, well, me and Craig, we've both gone for Mitro as the top pick. I think, see, Marcus Silva said um, in his press conference on Friday that if Mitrovic didn't play against West Ham, he'd definitely be back for this game. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously um, you know, we won't know if, you know, anything happened on, you know, in that Saturday training session that made them think, oh, he's worse than we thought or whatever. So, but I definitely wouldn't be selling Mitrovic. Um, anybody that's sort of got their finger over the lap trigger, I'd definitely reconsider it. Fulham's upcoming fixtures, Bournemouth, Villa, Leeds, Everton. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll 100% be keeping hold of um, Mitrovic. We, we, know he's, we know he's back soon because of the manager's comments. Like, there's no way you'd be selling him for that run of games when you know he's so close to coming back. Like, so... No. Yeah, so you're unless, absolutely right. Unless they say, "Oh, he's a bit worse than we thought." Now he's back in proper training. He's a bit worse than we thought. Yeah, of um, course. Unless you get news that he's going to be out for another two weeks potentially, but otherwise, yeah, you'd be mad to sell Mitrovic. Um, just like the people I told said were mad to try and sell Cancelo last week before Southampton. I hope you did it. Serves you right. Um, yeah, Mitrovic. <sighs> Obviously. Yeah, Mitrovic is someone I don't have, but potentially could get. Um, yeah, it's not he's bad. Got not so bad running games. Points, I think he takes pens. He's obviously a big lad that we targeted with set pieces. The team obviously is very geared towards playing to his strengths. I just think he's got a lot of routes to points, and I'd I'd argue really that he's probably the least likely to be him and Harlan. I can't see me selling either of those until the overhaul. I don't think the third striker spot's negotiable. I've got Tony at the minute. That could change. Um, whether it's a Darwin down the line, whether it's Jesus or whether it's a, a complete downgrade to allow Andreas Pereira to be upgraded to a fifth mid, they're all options for me, but I, I can't really can't see myself selling Mitrovic unless he gets injured. No, I t- totally agree. Um, Fulham Bournemouth, difficult. I mean, Fulham Bournemouth, would we have thought they would be eighth and ninth anyway? Probably not. Doing all right, aren't they? They're not pushovers. So, yeah, like I, said, I mean, Bournemouth have kept up what we mentioned last week that you know they haven't lost to a team outside of the big six yet. Um, since they lost, since they lost nine nil against Liverpool, they've been one of the form teams in the league. So, um, yeah, Fulham haven't kept a clean sheet at home yet. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't rule. I mean, I think Fulham will win, but. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, Swankiones get another, you know, assist or yeah, goal. But not yeah. a bad pick that Solanke from when they went. Um, cool. Uh, next up, we've got Wolves and Forest. Yeah, I've, I'm worried for Wolves. I mean, I say I'm worried. I don't particularly care whether they stay up or down. <laughs> Sorry, to any Wolves listeners, <laughs> but good point. I'm Fair worried. point. I'm worried that Nothing yeah. I mean, we obviously um, you know we don't know who who the next manager is going to be um, just yet, but they've just to me they've got all the ingredients of teams in the past that have um, you know got relegated sort of almost from nowhere. You know they've been bad since like January um, of last season. Well, if they won like one out of fifteen Premier League games or something. Um, uh, yeah, the what the well, yeah. Something like that. Like yeah. it's just not enough goals in the team. No. Do Diego Costa started at the weekend. Do we think he'll start again? Is he a good shout, Diego Costa, for this game? Potentially. But 
I don't rate I don't really rate him as an FPL asset just because you know generally yeah. they're not going to they're not going to score enough goals. But um, I think you know I'd rather have, you know all day I'd rather have Edward or Slanky um, around yeah. that sort of price point. Totally. I haven't got a strong opinion on either of these two teams. I'm interested to see, obviously, Forest tonight against Villa will give me a bit more learning about them. I've not really watched them this season yet, so I haven't really got a feeling on how they play or what players may be even under consideration. Wolves, you can't go near, can you? Um, you, you could, you, you, if you, if you're wild, if you were free hitting or wild carding this week, I think you'd punt on one, maybe, um, just because it's the Forest game. But otherwise, I wouldn't be looking at long-term Wolves players. Yeah, no. if I was on a free hit, I'd probably might just about punch Jose Sar and hope for a clean sheet and a couple of save points or something. It's pretty about that, um, <laughs> that's my goalkeeper for the free hit team. Stop giving shit away. Yeah, sorry, mate, I didn't say that. <laughs> like, um, shush. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen it, obviously, but uh, he's definitely the one. Um, yeah, probably in Monday night football, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there you go. Um, cool. Next up, we've got Tottenham Everton. That's a real game. More like it. Yeah, so Tottenham, hundred um, percent record at home so far. Um, so they'll be they'll obviously be the favourites for this. I think um, you know we spoke spoke um, last week about you know the the Everton Man United game and how you know the pace in Man United's attack you know isn't an ideal matchup for Everton and it's sort of similar here isn't it with like Son for example um, Craig, Craig didn't get the 3-0 Son memo no <laughs> Craig uh, yeah Craig's Craig's got a beer in his bonnet about Tottenham at the moment though hasn't he so he's yes he has he had a lovely rant he had a, he had a rant didn't he in my bonnet at this shit yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fact isn't it it's not a beer my bonnet it's fact no yeah they're not they're not a third yeah they're <laughs> really good. <laughs> they're getting the. I mean, they're getting results, but yeah, from an FPL perspective, um, they don't look. They don't look explosive, do they? I guess is the point. But, and um, and they really. And to be fair, the other thing is they really got to win. I think tonight, uh, tomorrow night, or Wednesday night. Can't Wednesday, remember. Wednesday night is Wednesday. Yeah, uh, they've got to win Wednesday night, really, because otherwise they're going to be in a spot of bother in that Champions League. Um, yeah. Definitely. So they're going to play a decent enough squad on on Wednesday because Frankfurt are no pushovers. So they may, you never know, have a small hint of rotation in this game as well. It wouldn't surprise me. I've got a decision to make here in my team because um, so I'm not particularly rating Brentford at the moment with Tony. I'm not. I've got to get rid of De Bruyne next week at the latest because he got the blank. So with two free transfers, there's a possibility of going De Bruyne to Trossard and allowing me Tony to Kane. And that would obviously be the shuffle to get my second premium up front rather than into midfield. Um, that would obviously then mean I couldn't get Salah if I wanted to next week. I don't think I'm going to now, but you never know. He might score actually against Man City and put himself back on the radar again. So I don't know if I really want to completely discount getting Salah yet. And get, making that double move would to get Kane in would impact that. But... He is getting returns, isn't he, Harry Kane? I still don't think he's worth the price. And I don't, he's not, say, Tottenham just aren't explosive enough. If he keeps ticking along with one goal and a couple of bonus points, no other striker's really getting close to matching that at the minute. And if we don't need the money because of the cheap, the, how good the mid price midfielders are, it's begrudgingly is something that's on my radar as a possibility. But I'm not going to be happy with myself if I keep criticising Tottenham and then get Harry Kane up front for... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> we'll call you, yeah, yeah hypocrite. Um, high scoring... Some people, some people like this game, don't they, for Tottenham? So I'm not convinced, really. Uh, I put it, put it this way. Again, Tottenham, pay, Tottenham players will focus on the in the free hitting. Like, simple as that. It's, uh, I think it's a very good... I think it's a very good game for Tottenham players this week. Yeah, again, I, th I think Tottenham's attack... Is 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 a good good matchup from their perspective on Everton's defence. Um, yeah, it's one of the get done in the midfield battle three to. Two. I don't know if they'll play the three, the bank of three Basuma in there again rather than three forwards. But if they, if it's Gaye Anana and Awobi against Benton Kerr and Hoiberg, three versus two in a massive midfield scrap, Everton are going to come out on top of that, aren't they? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. 
Is, is Benson Kerr is Benson Kerr still going to be out for Spurs? Because he's a big miss for them, isn't he? Don't know. Don't know. After, I will guess wait and see Champions League again, isn't it? See what happens this mm. week. Uh, if he doesn't, he might be rested and you know precautionary. Rest, rest him and make sure he's fine for Everton. Um, hello to Doctor, by the way, from YouTube. He, he says he's also on sixty-five points with two players left. Good effort this week. Good two happen. players are. Uh, he doesn't tell me who that, but yeah. hey, Doctor, who are you two players? Let us know. If he's got two Villa players, he'll probably end up with 67, I would think. <laughs> if he's got two Forest players, he might get a couple more. Yeah, <laughs> All right. All right. Come on. Bring it your own team. Um, cool. So on from Tottenham and Everton to Aston Villa and Chelsea. Here you go, mate. It doesn't look good for you, does it? Well, we're just playing hard to beat at the moment. So I don't know what we'll do tonight. Let's say that the main talking point for tonight is we're going to go 3-5-2 for the first time this season, I think. Do you reckon uh, Bailey will be, mate? Apparently Bednarak's been impressed in training. The manager wants to get him in. So Jesus Christ. 3-5-2 just to accommodate Bednarak. That's what he's come to at Villa at the that's, moment. Yeah, that's what it's come to. Who uh, Do you do you think Bailey will play? Or do you yeah, think it'll be Watkins and Ings? Yeah, I think it'll be Watkins and Ings. And I think it'll... It's one spot really up for grabs to the third midfielder spot. I think it'll be Louise and McGinn, and then it's Ramsey, Coutinho, or Buendia, depending on how adventurous we want to be. Absolutely cannot stand John McGinn as a player. Uh, I've wanted him drop for ages. Um, I don't see the hype, to be fair. Um, He's obviously club captain now, and that's not going to happen by his captain, I wouldn't think. But as much as I'm being quite pessimistic and negative, I've got you would fancy us to probably win tonight. And if we win tonight, I'd imagine we'll keep the same formation for this game. and so we're, we're just being hard to beat at the minute. And I think our record against Brighton's not the worst since when Potter was there. So it feels like we could get a draw out of this game. I wouldn't be overly confident too much more. But yeah. That's... You've gone for topic in this game as Ings. Yeah, so I think we'll win probably sneak one tonight. The manager will keep the same formation, even maybe the same starting 11. It'll be Ings and Watkins. And the one thing we've, we've lacked, I think, is a clinical finish in a lot of our games. Watkins could have had three or four against Leeds if he felt yeah. football boots on the right way around. Um, and, and and arguably here, Ings will be the more prolific finisher. If he gets a chance in this game, he could score. There's question marks about Kepa, in there, in terms of shot stopping. Yeah, um, I mean, might go back to Mendy, never know what they're going to do. Potter's will. But um, yeah, OK, I'm fair enough. I can understand. In this game. I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't put money on it. I'm not that confident, but... Well, do- Doctor said he's got Henderson and Nico Williams tonight, so he's hoping for a forest clean sheet. Whereas you're not hoping for a forest clean sheet, so you were against as he got himself in that position, double forest defence. <laughs> hey, I mean, I think he's gone for Henderson for let's get as many save points as possible, and Nico for he might sneak an assist, but that's where he's got those two. But um, hey, you know it could happen. He, well, he could I get a save. We're not attacking very well at the moment, so he could get he could be rewarded tonight. Hey, definitely could be rewarded. Um, anything more on these two before I move on? No. Uh, <laughs> no I was just, I, you know, the only thing I was going to say is I, f- I forgot to mention earlier. So just do it based on, don't go back, but just, just looking at what the what the Villa defence have scored, in the, for example, how many points do you think Neko Williams is actually on so far? Nico Williams is on. I can't go back. Uh, I'm not going to go back. Nico Williams so far, he must be on. Dread. Uh, yeah, is, I would say no, I'm going to go much less 12 it is 12 oh gee. no phone in the hand I haven't oh, gone back that's a great guess is that all I'm quite surprised well he's, well, he's, he's got some minuses more. hasn't he he's got a few minuses so I think he's got one assist barely any clean sheets they've been hammered 6 and 4 nil. so he's got minus points he's probably been booked much less yeah, twelve points. I couldn't believe that earlier when I was clipping that, and I was like, "Yeah, like even Mings has got like double that nearly." But uh, yeah, uh, doctor said he's transferring in Scammercat and Zuma for Trent and Armstrong. That's that's a good that's a good choice, um, and that brings us to Leeds and Arsenal. No t- no, no players from that team. <laughs> yeah, be so. Um... I think, yeah, I, I, I like Martinelli and Saka again in, in this one. Obviously, we saw, you know, Leeds tend to play quite narrow under Marsh and Palace would, were sort of falling foul of that earlier, uh, early in the game yesterday. But once they once they found a way to 
um, you know, get more width in their play and and get Zaha and Elise, you know, on the touchline. That's when they, that's when they sort of, um, you know, got on top in the game. So it's going to be similar for Arsenal here, I think. You know, they if they can get Martinelli and Saka, you know, in good possession in wide areas, then Leeds are going to struggle the same way against Arsenal as they did against Palace um, in the second half yesterday. Mm. That's sort of how I see it. But obviously, you know, Arsenal were, you know, a level up from Palace as well. So. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, as as I'm free hitting in twelve, I am looking potentially at going back to. I had Martinelli at the start, and I, I haven't had him for the last couple of game weeks because um, I thought they had a difficult run. But in all fairness, as I'm as I'm now free hitting in twelve anyway, I might get Martinelli in for this game instead of Diaz because um, then you, I've got him for Southampton and Forest after. So then I can use some of that money I'm saving somewhere else. When I upgrade Skamaka, potentially. I think Martinelli's the one. The good thing for Arsenal here, I think they've got a lot of press-resistant players in there too. I think Partey's very good under pressure. Odegaard's obviously in Xhaka, I think, a fine. Odegaard, better than Xhaka, but okay. So that's where Leeds' strength is, isn't it? The tempo and the pace, especially early on, to, to press and pressure teams. I think Arsenal will be more suited than most to getting through that. And if they get through that, then Odegaard, especially, I'd imagine, is going to have loads of room in a number 10 role to then start running the game. So I, I, I think it's a game that's maybe well suited to him. I won't get him in for my FPL team because there's three better Arsenal players. But I think this game in particular could be good for him. Um, and it's just whether if Arsenal can absorb that first 15 minutes, whether they try and play through the press or just play a bit more direct, I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, I think they'll get on top of this game fairly early and then it'll be a bit like that Brentford game the other week when they... Saliba scored quite early on and it was pretty pretty easy after that, wasn't it? But this yeah. might, be, might be similar to that game, I think. It's yeah. an interesting way of looking at it because I was thinking, like, um, you know, particularly particularly in the first half, like, Eze wasn't getting a kick because, you know, they say Leeds, Leeds play quite narrowly and that's their sort of strength. Um, but yeah, like you say, if, if if Arsenal can be better at beating that press, maybe, it's, maybe it could have the opposite effect where... Where Odegaard could, you know, have have lots of room. Yeah. Cool. Well, Jesus dropping off to get it off the defenders and Martinelli then running diagonally into the space that's been left. I, he's better at running in behind than Saka is. So maybe it could be a game for Martinelli. I'm, I'm glad I owned him this week. But I, I do think Arsenal will probably win this a lot easier than what maybe some people think they will. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. Um, like I said, I think Martinelli might be my move um, depending on team news and stuff. But. Yeah, it's uh, it does look like a good game again for Arsenal, and uh, they're just playing fantastically, aren't they? Let's be completely honest. Um, Thomas would be proud if he was here, but he's not. What's your reruns of the weekend? Is he? That's why he's not. Yeah, he's, he's not. On. He just, he's just. They've released a DVD. They're doing so well. <laughs> uh, United Newcastle. Oh, do you know what? I really want a United asset, but I just don't know who, and I just don't know if they're gonna like that. I don't want a defender. I, I'm looking at Anthony, but I just feel I'm going to get him in and they're going to do nothing. They're going to go back to old Man United and be shit. It's Most so now, but I don't think he's as good as Foden and Saka and they're similar I've, prices, right? I think that's I've got, I've, but I've got Foden already. And I, I, yeah, I was going to say it would be instead of, it would be instead of Martinelli, me getting Anthony. Yeah, so like you say, his price is the trouble. If he was seven million or something, it would be easier. Be interesting. What what, what, what is he, Anthony? Oh, 7.6. seven point six. Yeah, I love Martinelli over. Don't talk to me about Zaha. I'll have Martinelli over Anthony anytime then for an extra for for a million less. I think he is the one that's nailed, isn't he? Like he's the only like proper right sided player they've got. Yeah, er- er- Ericsson seems pretty nailed at the minute as well, but. Not much output. Ericsson will be too deep. I think Anthony's talking about pressing and stuff again. I think he's the one that's probably most in tune with what Ten Hag wants them to do in terms of pressing. Yeah. But I can't see him not playing for that reason. No. Uh, no. Um, yeah, Almer, from a Newcastle perspective, Almer on 44 points. Um, <laughs> which is... He can't uh, keep it up. Surely can't keep it up. Yeah, it's one less than Salah so far. Um, but yeah, so I think but I think the thing with Almiron is, you know, once Isak and St. Maximan are back, 
you know, is he going to be in the team or not? It's hard to know, isn't it? So, he was he was playing he was playing though when they were originally in. Have they had everybody though? They have, have they had Wilson, Isaks, Maxim? No, no I get that was when Wilson was injured, wasn't it? They had they had left ASM, Isak, then Almiron on the right. That's how they were playing. But yeah, they haven't had Wilson and Isak at the same time fit, I don't believe. Um so you're right, unless they but they're not I just don't see them going with two up top either. Um Logic would say it's Almiron or Willock that drops out, I think. Hmm. My gut feeling is Willock's more likely to go. And it'll be like a 4-2-2-2 type formation, I, I think. is My guess would be what they would do. I think they'll keep Almiron in. Um, I think he just works a bit harder and stuff than Willock. I think he's a bigger asset in that way, as much as uh, he's been better. I put, I put Willock in the bloody free hit team last week, didn't I? And they won 4-1. He, didn't, he was the only one who didn't really do anything, which is a bit frustrating because <laughs> he had really good output. That's why he went in. Um, but yeah, unfortunately he didn't, he didn't, but, um, yeah, it's, he's cheap. So at the end of the, if you can keep it up. Yeah. I think Dallow looked a reasonable threat again, didn't he? Um, yesterday, but just don't trust Man United to keep, keep clean sheets. They're just not, are they? They're just not keeping clean sheets. You can see. You might be, you might be one for the second half of the season, you know, when they're a bit more embedded, you know, with Ten Hag's system, if you... If they look a bit more trustworthy defensively, then he might be an option later on, but it's not for me just yet, although he is gaining interest from people, isn't he? But Before we move on, I guess the only other thing for Man United to mention is that Martial went off injured pretty early and don't know the extent of his injury. So that could mean that either Rashford or Ronaldo are up top again now, or more likely to play. Yeah. Martin brought him in, didn't he? Yeah, I didn't want to mention it because of that. I just thought it'd be good for our listeners to to, to remember that. (laughs) Sorry, Mike. (laughs) Yeah, let let me know. Let me know who you want injured this week, guys. I'll bring them in. uh... Well, uh, Sudge ruined Trossard for everyone, as as you might have heard on Planet (laughs) FPL. So you ruined Martial. So it's normally me ruining players. So I'm all right this season so far. Um, Brings me on to Southampton and West Ham, and. Apparently, FPL Richie says there is no possible upgrade to Skamaka, but uh, I'm sure there is. But obviously, I own Skamaka at the moment, and I'm very glad I bought him in. He, he did score, and he played 80 minutes as well, which is worth noting, um, because usually he was going off 60-65 for Antonio, but he did play 80 minutes. Whether that's because he scored and he was playing well, who knows? I, But it's good to see he got more minutes. Um, more as well, I think. He? he could have, yeah. Apparently, he missed... A bit of a sitter, one he should have scored to, could have had two. Um, but again, this looks like a good game, I think, for West Ham, for me. Yeah, I, I just always really struggle to predict Southampton home games because on their day, I mean, they're, they're missing Lavia, aren't they? they Massive. They're, too, they're, they're too easy to play against at the moment. but And it means that James Ward-Prowse is doing... You know more defensive work than is ideal for them because then that that impacts them creatively as well. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not great that you know lack of strength in depth is telling for them. Yeah, I would. I would. Any time, any time, any time, when Hassan there starts to be murmurings about his future, they always go on a run, don't they? <laughs> and then, and then he's all right again. But whether I mean, they, they again, didn't start that yesterday, <laughs> I was going to say they didn't start it this weekend. Um, mm. They lost. But uh, yeah, I I don't know, Craig, you disagreed with me earlier when I said this, but uh, not about this game, but I said, you know, I wouldn't bring anyone in for this game, but if you've got the players, play them. Um, don't know if you'd think you'd bring anyone in for West Ham this week. No, probably not. I, I, I'm not against Kamaka, not just because he played well yesterday, but I, I think now that I hadn't really considered it in this way before, but it, it does feel like Antonio's got all the attributes you want from an impact sub. I do bring on the last 15 minutes when the game gets a bit more stretched, he can run and be a bit. He's not. I won't say he's clumsy, Antonio, but he's he's got he's got a way about him. The way he gets around the pitch and he's a bit arms and legs and feels like a bit all over the show. And and um, it feels like he's ideal suited for that sort of last 20 minute role now for Skamaka. So there is ideally you wouldn't want to pick a striker that you know he's not getting 90 minutes, but if you're getting 60, 70 good minutes from Skamaka, yeah. I totally agree. I mean, at the end of the day, if he's on one or two goals, would the manager really bring him off? Potentially not. He might be pretty peed off. He didn't get the last 10 for his hat-trick or something. You never you never want to do that. So, yeah, potentially, I think I think Skamaka for me at the minute is a, bit, is a good hold. Um, 
like I'm avoiding I'm avoiding Liverpool in twelve anyway with a free hit. Um, then I got him back for Bournemouth, Man United. If he could score against them, then Palace and Le- Leicester. So two home games. So I think Skamaka for me at the minute is a great hold. Um, that's why I got him in. It was it was pretty clever. He had yeah, FPR Richie saying he had five shots at the weekend. Um, again, that's pretty pretty good. Uh, in fact, I think I've got him. I bought him in in Sky and captained him, and he got shot here two potentially. So that was quite nice to see. Match of the day um, highlighted his relationship with Paqueta as being quite good. I'm intrigued now how it works for Bowen because I think Antonio was so good at like running the channels and, and pulling defenders away and things that that allowed Bowen to then run into the central space and then obviously be their main talisman as a result. I don't think that's Kamaka's game at all. Is he going to be a bit like a Haaland and a Nunes who ends up basically hogging the centre? Very central, yeah. I, I think so. And, and Paqueta sitting just behind and obviously I own Paqueta as well. So... I, I wanted three assists and goals from those two, but I only got the one I wanted. <laughs> so that, that, well, yeah, will, will it help Bowen? Will it be a bit more of a target man, Skamaka, to knock it down for Bowen to then get onto the loose ball? Or will it just mean Bowen plays a little bit wider because Skamaka's the one occupying the central space? I think it's a... I own Bowen. I'm happy enough to keep him for the minute, but I'm keeping a close eye on West Ham now to see maybe their, how their positions change and the impact that has on Bowen. Yeah, I mean, West Ham's fixtures I mentioned just then look great. So Bowen is definitely a hold. But you know, the next two games, if he's if he's playing really wide and getting no shots or chances, then that eight point one definitely could become someone else, couldn't it? Quite easily. The Liverpool don't don't bother me with him either. If he's going to be playing up against Skimmerkas, I don't think he's defending that well at the minute. And we'll see, obviously, a bit more uh, this weekend on how Foden does against him. But um, yeah, so that that's not putting me off. You look at the fixtures, you think, oh, he's away to Liverpool. That's not ideal, but. Maybe it'll work out okay for Bowen in game week 12 to hold him through that. Yeah, I mean, obviously that Joe Gomez will probably play for Trent on the right-hand side, won't he, if, if Trent is injured. And Gomez has been, I mean, this season has been totally out of his depth. Like, he looks totally lost. So, um, yeah, it might be a nice game for, for, for West Ham when it comes to Liverpool, actually. Um, but FPL Richie just said Bowen had an XG of 1.72. So that includes the penalty, though, because that would be one win. Uh, doesn't say, but yes, of course, it would obviously include the penalty. Yeah, Supposed which we also, which also, Craig is worth noting that we didn't know Bowen had penalties. Um, he took one in Europe, didn't he? And Rice took one in the league and missed it. Was it? So we weren't yeah, quite so maybe Rice Bowen, maybe until it's one of those you'll you'll take it until you miss type things. And uh, yeah, Bowen. I mean, if Bowen's on penalties as well, it does. You know. Yeah, I intend to hold him to the World Cup. I've got no plans to change him. I've got other players I'd rather get out and in than move him around. So I'm hoping to hold, but I'd say they're, they're a, a monitor, I think, for a few weeks now, West Ham. Cool. Um, right. Uh, is this last one? Is the last fixture, yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, intelligence. Um, uh, getting wise in me old age. Liverpool, Man City. I have two prediction, Martin. Yeah, I think this could be. I think this could be a mess for, for Liverpool. I mean, well, yeah. Watching that, watching that yesterday, no it's Robertson. Just, it's no just like Trent. Is he definitely out? I don't know if he's definitely out, Robertson. I think Trent and Diaz will be, but Robertson. I don't think. Didn't think he, I didn't think he was ready yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Martin's not wrong. Could be a could be a a beating. I mean, City's record at Anfield is not good um, in recent years, and Pep's not going to like that either. I just think, I just think they're going to smell blood here, and that they're not going to, you know, they've. I think they'll see it as an opportunity to make a real statement win at a place that they, you know, that they don't really win at. Um, I just think they're not going to let up. You know, they're they're just going to hammer this for 90 minutes. I, I just I just think that's how that, that's the mentality they're going to have to it. They're going to want to kick Liverpool while they're down. And didn't, they've, didn't they've got everything, they've got all the tools to do it and yeah, I can see it being I can see it being a fairly big score. Did didn't Pep say he took off Haaland etc early in the Champions League game before because they didn't beat Southampton last year. So yeah. if he's kind of got that mentality, he's certainly going to want to go to Liverpool and absolutely destroy them. It, it, it's quite simple. Um I think Pep realizes this year that he could win double, triple, uh, god knows what. Um so yeah, you, I totally agree with you Martin. I think they will go go there um, and hurt them. In all fairness, and I don't think it's great for Salah again because Salah's 
you know, Salah against Cancelo has been a big problem for Man City in this fixture recently as well. And they're going to be determined that that doesn't happen again as well. I just, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a good day for Liverpool. When when do we start mentioning that Andy Martin might have been right about Salah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he, I mean, he's been right. He has been right so far, hasn't he? Um, totally. Um, I mean, I've never had Salah, so it's absolutely fine. I can I can completely completely agree with him. I went no Salah as it was, um, and came off quite well so far. So good. I wonder um, how much respect they'll show Salah in this game because when I saw the, the back four the weekend on the team sheet, I assumed they'd play Cancelo right back, Ake left back, and Akenji and Diaz in the middle. But turns out Akenji played right back, yeah, and Ake was in the middle with Diaz, and Cancelo stayed at left back. They obviously like him at left back with the triangles he plays with Bernardo and whoever the left winger is. I think that works well for City, but he's obviously the most he's a more of a suspect defender, isn't he? We saw Arsenal yesterday play a a better defender at left back against Salah, and it worked for them. And they play Tommy Asu instead of Tierney. I wonder if if City will put an Ake at left back in this game. And potentially, I mean, I, one one player I do think will have an absolutely great game, and is is and I haven't picked him. I, I went KDB for consistency, and because I think he is very good. But I think they'll allow Foden to drift around, and I think Foden, when he does that against this Liverpool side, it's going to be really dangerous. Um, I think Foden will have a really good game again. You can't kill me three weeks running in FPL. Surely he's been the biggest. Um, <laughs> On live FPL, when they say the player that's damaged you the most this game week, I think it's been in the last two weeks, Foden. So I'm hoping he, he can't do it to me again. But I say well, that it's there for him, and I say if he's playing against Simakas, who's suspect defensively, it's there for him. Yeah, I think Foden will have a really good game. Um, we'll have to come back and see. Uh, anything more before I move on to what I believe will be listeners' questions? No, I don't think so. Cool. Here we go. Eric Ness Onstat has said, that was good, wasn't it? This is it then. Salah is now irrelevant to FPL. Guess his ownership come game week 16. Guess his ownership. Well, this is a fun. Come 16. Oh, God. Four weeks. Is that after the World Cup? That is after the World Cup. It's going to be low, isn't it, I think? I, I, it will be low, but I still think it's... Well, of course. Is it because we all get a wild card or whatever it is? Yeah. So yeah. Everybody, everybody's got the chance, like the... Yeah, everybody's got the chance to get rid of him, basically. Um, I reckon I reckon he'll still be 20-ish percent. Depends who they're playing as well. Because let's be fair, he'll have a rest for the World Cup as well. So, like... Yeah. What, is he, what, what is he now? Um, what is game week 16? Sorry. Eric, you made us do things. Um, the problem with him is that if you say, I, I don't want two premium strikers, so I, and I don't particularly want Kane, so that's not an, an option for me. Some people will have reservations about having De Bruyne with Haaland because Foden's such good value. And if you want Cancelo as well, you can't have all four. So if you want a premium midfield slot just as in your squad, then it's him, isn't it? And it can't be this bad all season. So I'll right. write it off. <laughs> Get, <laughs> he won't be that low owned, and I'll tell you why. Game week 16, they're at home to Southampton. Then they go away to Villa. Then they're at home to Leicester. Then they are away to Brentford. Then Brighton. And then Chelsea. So they've got five good game weeks in a row. He won't be that low owned. And how many of those still got him as dead teams, which obviously they won't take him out of those either, will they? So put it, still... No, put no, exactly. Put it, put it this way. Looking at that, knowing now that those those fixtures, I might look at Salah come that just mm. that run. 27 percent at the moment, and obviously that's uh, that's a bit of people bringing him in ready for game week twelve as well. Like yeah, if there it... wasn't if there wasn't that. Blank situation, would he be that high or would he be lower by now? Probably be lower, wouldn't he? I, I think, Eric, it'll be pretty much the same as it is now. <laughs> That's what I'd go for, unfortunately. I think he'll be a bit lower, like Martin said. I think maybe low 20s, 21, 22 or something. I'll go for Right. That. Well, Eric, remember in game week 16 to come and tell us so <laughs> we know what we did. Um, AD Tor with the Potter rotation wheel. Good, good one. Coin that, mate. Uh, in full spin, should we avoid their assets? Uh, ooh, okay, so he's, he's asked a few questions. Cheeky. Uh, that's the first one. Should we avoid Chelsea assets? Personally, I met, I answered this earlier and said, no, I don't think the Potter's wheel is really a thing. I just think they rotated with the AC Milan game in mind. But any difference to the U2? 
Yeah, I, I think it depends who you're talking about, really. I think someone like Rhys James, I wouldn't worry about him not playing. Rhys James, Mount, potentially Sterling and Aubameyang. If you're thinking of Kovacic, you're an idiot. If, if you're on wildcard in game week 13, I'm not against having both the goalkeepers. and making So that, that way you've definitely got the Chelsea playing goalkeeper if you get both. <laughs> It's it's only like nine point three or something. You can get you can spend that on a five. Yeah, Kappa's four point four. Yeah, so if you if you went with a five million, if you went with Pope and and Ward, you're paying the same price pretty much. You could just have Kepper and Mendy for the same price. And mate, the fact that people still have Ward boggles <laughs> my fucking mind. So Don't yeah, I, 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 I'd have both the goalkeepers and James on wildcard in thirteen. Um, if I'm not on wildcard in thirteen, I'm, so I'm not written off Sterling still. No. Um. I wouldn't consider Mount, I don't think, yet. Or a Bummyang, I don't think either. I think there's other strikers that are showing a bit more than a Bummyang. But yeah, that's true, that's definitely true. He's a bit too high a price. Um his other question is KDB, keep or sell? It looks like Foden is a player to have from game week thirteen. I, I guess he's saying should he just bench him for the blank? I think if you I think I think to, Depends if you're happy to captain someone like Trossard in game week 12 and probably just keep him, um, save the transfer. But Yeah. Um, I think the big question is which three City assets you're in 13? Everyone wants three. The, I think the logical three moving forward now will be Cancelo, Foden and, and Haaland. I think that's the three most people will have. Does any of, does any of you guys own all three? No. You've got those three of you there. I've had those three for quite a while and they have yeah. been churning out my points. <laughs> I, I think there's a reasonable argument in game week 13. If you want to go piling into the City attack because they score so many goals, you don't have Cancelo and you go Foden, De Bruyne and Haaland. If you want to do that, I think that's a little bit differential and could work in your favour. Uh, so if, if obviously if you've got to do that um, approach, then you'd, you'd keep KDB through 12, I think. But if you're going to follow what I think most people do, then I think you have to sell him in 11 or 12, I think. <laughs> okay. So Glasgow has asked a gaffer question, which is all, which always throws me. Uh, he gives, gives him some, give him some shouts for the gaffer wild card ideas for each position, cheap, mid and premium. Bloody hell. You don't, you ask for a lot, don't you mate? <laughs> and Martin's got to give all the answers. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I, I don't, don't be, don't be rude. You ready, Darren? You got some for him. I've not got uh, any. I'm, I've had a couple of good game weeks. I'm having a good game week this game week as well. Cheeky Who's that guy that scored when we was in the pub on Saturday? Riss. I'll put his name forward. Wherever his Reece. name is. Preston, yeah. Preston, Preston guy. Uh, <laughs> potentially, but nah. Only because he scored <laughs> when I was in the pub. I remember his name. That's the only reason why I picked him. <laughs> I've, I've, I think on this, I don't know if you, I, I don't know, uh, Gasu, if you're planning to do it this week, but just bear in mind that we're in the middle at, of double. After this week, we find out what boosts we're getting in the next set. And, and that could make a massive difference because if we get like budget booster versus home advantage, for instance, that might completely change like who you want on your wildcard. So I, I would, I'm not a fan of wildcarding this week um, because we get the new boost. If you've got one left and it's your last opportunity to use it, I'd I'd rather play play the captain fantastic or play midfield dynamos like just play just one of the chuck it in, play, yeah, just chuck just chuck it in, and then because because we we normally get an over we there's not been a set of boosts yet where we haven't had an overhaul right so you can probably just you know wild card next week and then and then you know what you're doing with like the other boosts but um the I guess the other thing to think about here is that. West Brom assets should be very good. And Steve Bruce got fired this morning. So if they get a decent manager in and you can actually get West Brom to play with people like Swift and Wallace, yeah. you may want to get some of them in. So it might not be worth wildcarding, as Martin said. Yeah. But I think um, if you're determined to do it this week and you're tr you want to just kind of have a bit of a guess at what boost you're going to get, I've just put, I'd have James Bree. I think he's absolute no brainer. Um, Best defender in the game. Saar has got Watford have got really good fixtures coming up. Yeah, Semmer from Watford. Um, well. Yeah, you've got Semmer as well. I've got both, Saar. yeah. Sargent, after his goal at the weekend, is now the top scoring forward in the game. Unbelievable. Uh, I, didn't, I knew he was doing well. I didn't realise he was a top forward in the I've game. Had him for, I've had him for a while and he's just been churning the points again. It's like, yeah. oh, lucky boy. Um, 
Victor's going to be popular as well because Coventry have got a double double, right? They've got a double in was it sixteen and twenty something like that? Yeah, so like quite quite close together. So Victor's going to be going probably going to hurt you if you don't have him. But, yeah, yeah. Jo- Josh Brownhill for Burnley is six point three, really good price for him, and he's second highest def- midfielder. Um, he seems to do pretty well. Um, the Sheffield United defender, the one that sounds like a sneeze. Uh, he's due back. Uh, the Bosnian guy. I'm not yeah. saying his fucking name. No, I'm not even going to attempt it. Ahmed Amadozic. Amadozic. I'll try it. Uh, but he's very, very good, and he's due back uh, from injury now. So uh, he's definitely worth a point. A punt, and obviously Sheffield United at top as well. So um, there's a foot. And he says he's also asked any tales from the Champ Man meetup. I don't think we've got any tales. It was it was really good. It was disappointing in as much as the, the train strikes ruined the, the, the fact that the more people couldn't have been there. That's like the takeaway for me is, you know, it, it, it could have been double the size it was, um, but the train strikes ruined that. Um, otherwise, I don't think there's any sort of tales, is there? Um, yeah, I suppose, I, I, I suppose not. I'm going to give Panda a shout for his uh, karaoke ability. I was impressed with that. Uh, oh, there's a reason why he went. Let's go to a karaoke place. Is so he could show off that set of pipes. No, well, it was it was it was Andrew that sorted it out. To be fair, um, <laughs> no, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he sang. He did. He did Jack the Knife, and he, he ran out of steam a bit towards the end, but it's, which is understandable. But um, yeah, he just, he's got some pipes on him, Panda. I was impressed. Did you sing anything? Yeah, we all had a sing song. Yeah. Oh, we had a, we had a, we had a nice rendition of what is love for for Billy Hannaway. Billy Hannaway, yeah, yeah, fantastic. At this point, I was wandering around London on my own uh, with no battery, not knowing where I was. So, one of you or Benno was wailing a bit, Martin, but I couldn't quite work out from what the video I saw which one of you two it was. So I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say it was Benno. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> no, it was more likely me. I'm not, I don't claim I can sing for a second. So, but you tried, and that's what matters. Hey, um, here is Andy himself. Uh, yeah, Chelsea defenders would be good information. I've got James, but want Chilwell in for TAA. Might even wildcard, but only make four transfers. Don't wildcard and only make four transfers. That That's not clever. Um, well, he's got Chilwell, to use it at some point, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, I guess so, but just doesn't seem like changing enough. But I guess if it's your team player, your way. Um but Chilwell in for TAA, I don't disagree with that. I think Chelsea have got a decent uh, run of fixtures to double up. In fact, that's what uh, Thomas done last week, isn't it? They conceded, but still Thomas... No, they sorry, they didn't concede. James, James and Chilwell didn't play, but uh, they came on. But um, I don't think that's a bad thing, having a Chelsea double up. Don't know if you guys disagree. I think Optimum now is Cancelo, Trippier and James, and then two Jeep ones, which probably, I think... Yeah, it's probably what I would try and be doing, and mate. And if you've got money left over because you've downgraded, then try and bolster your midfield a little bit. I think would be my recommendation. I think there's, there's not actually that many options at the back anymore, is there? It doesn't feel like it at the minute. No. We're very limited with who we want. We are a little bit over sort of five point five million that sort of price. Is, yeah, is Perisic, not bad. Shout Tottenham have a good run of games, maybe, um, but he's rotation definitely. Um, Final question is from a man who was listening. Let's see if he's still here. Is FPL Richie, um, who was lovely to meet, by the way, uh, the other week. Uh, can't help but be drawn to the 9 million forward spot. Would you look at Nunes or Jesus at the best for that spot? Uh, granted, in a dead heat, it's probably Jesus, but Darwin can be purchased in 12. Yeah, this is what I was referring to earlier. It was, wasn't uh, it? Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. I think Martinelli and Saka... Um, as Craig pointed out, looks quite interesting. And if you go that way, then it it sort of makes you know makes the makes the Nunes thing over Jesus um, look a bit less dangerous, doesn't it? Or you know makes it a bit more viable, maybe. So I, I I like I like Nunes um, as a, as a as a pick. I wish I wish I could just um, find an easy way to get him in for for Martial now. But if I Liverpool might, I, were playing better. But they're still scoring though, aren't they? I know as, as bad as they are, the problems seem to be defensively, not attacking. It still feels like they're scoring enough goals and you can't get 
Now Diaz is injured. I don't know. I don't know quite how long he's out for, but it's not really a cheap way into Liverpool midfield. So if you want a combination of players, it feels like if you have Jesus, you get a Liverpool midfielder with him. It's not really doable. If you go for Darwin, you can get Saka and Martinelli with him, and that as a combination probably stands up. I'm I'm still got I'm still quite sketchy on on Nunes. I say his XG is really good per ninety minutes, but something about him still just puts me off getting him. His hair. Yeah, but I think if if you're looking for for say the best combination of players, I think it would be nice to have a Liverpool attacker. And given Salah, given the fact Diaz is now injured, Nunes probably is the standout one. I would think. Fair. Uh, and that's the questions. But to finish off, I'll read this from FPR Richie of Tales of the Meetup. We met Mrs. Pep Talk, and she was so bored by the meetup that she read her book. That's genuinely true. Yeah, but it was, it was an FPL book, wasn't it? She was reading. Was yeah, it? it was an FPL. It, it was, uh, yeah, it was an FPL book. <laughs> yeah, she's learning the ins and outs. <laughs> the fact that you actually believe me for half a second then is. is I was like. Did she? <laughs> Didn't ever see what book it was, so you could have been. You could have been. <laughs> Excellent. Right. And that brings us to the end of the podcast, guys. Thank you so much. Like, follow, subscribe, do all that business. Click the little bell on YouTube, get notifications when we upload new stuff. It could be worth doing. We might do some more pods, right? There's, there's scope now. I know you've just started that one, Darren, the man on a free hit. I, I'm still tempted. Fucking hell, it's not really good. We got there in the end. We got there in the end. Sorry, what did you say? I missed that. (laughs) Was that a recording from the karaoke night? Was it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you should have recorded it live. I'm oh, disappointed in you all. Um, you're right, Craig. Well, going back to what you said about podcasts, yes, we are up doing more podcasts. I now have a new episode of the Free Hit. We're also looking at one where we review our past game week. That hopefully we'll do one of these this week because um, it's going to be a very small one, half hour max, where we just preview how we sorry review how we did. Um, and if you click the bell, you get notifications when they go live, so you don't miss any. So always worth doing. Cost you nothing. Makes us look better. <laughs> so all I can say. That's it. Perfect. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic evening. Won't be as good as yours, Darren. I doubt, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have a good one. I'm on a birthday promise. Good night. <laughs> good night.